Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. This is Shad with Matt and Brad. Guys, how you doing? Yay, uh, Shad, Shad can talk again. Oh, yeah, I can. It is it is a great relief for me to be able to talk without, you know, just throbbing pain. So everybody out there, thank you for being with us, listening to this episode. Whether it's the week it drops or it's later on, we don't care. We're just glad you're here. And so... um uh, the guys last week uh, alluded to there was something we were going to do, and it was the idea was a uh, a thought experiment I had stumbled across a little while back, and it was if you were going to have four men and four women, you were going to build a new promotion around that were currently active. Who would you pick? And as we got to talking. We thought, well, it sounds like this would be more interesting if we did it in a draft format as opposed to us, the three of us picking some of the same people over and over again. So, you know, someone else signs this person out from under us that we wanted and things like that. You know, we could have a little bit of fun with that. But um, it's uh, yeah, we were looking at doing that draft. Right, guys? Uh, we originally were going to do it just regular pick people. But then I forget which of you guys like uh suggested a draft but i was like oh that's makes it way more interesting and potentially <laughs> dangerous so i was all dangerous. about it yeah. i had to go back because i had i had done a a list and i had to go back and think of more people mm-hmm. to, in case um my top picks actually got picked so yeah oh, i should yep. probably run us through random.org for the draft order here yeah we need to, it's the snake and draft right yeah because this is gonna make a big difference isn't it <laughs> Yeah. Where's the list? You think random.org would like update their site look one of these days? At least get a drop down. That'd be nice. Let's see. I like drop downs. Drop downs are nice and simple and easy to use. You just scroll till you find what you're actually looking for, and there it is, and then you're done. But okay, so our draft order is me, Shad, and then Matt. I don't think I've ever gotten a. This is the first time you've gone first. Yeah, and that's 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 quite remarkable considering there's three of us, and I think we've done at least like double digit drafts on this show. I feel like I've always been like the middle. I I, I have actually been... feel like I'm always the middle. Oh, I I don't know. It, I don't remember. As my memory serves, I've been in the middle a lot, but the middle is the worst. Uh, I, I don't know that there is a worse place to be. Um, but it, it does affect your, you can't, you can't pull the sure thing and, and pull double up picks. So yeah, so we're doing five men and five women in any order, right? Four. Four? Four. Four. Yeah. Okay. 
four and four. And and Brad, if you're going first, then I know exactly what's getting ready to happen because we've yeah, already talked so, about this. <laughs> um, this is gonna seem like an off-brand one, but like I, I, well, like an off, like a weird first pick. But I'm gonna take Willow Nightingale first because I'm gonna justify this as I think she is the best face face act in wrestling, and she's probably been the best face like she's probably the best face act of at least the last decade um where she's really great is she's a super sympathetic seller um she's really big her offense is really good she's really strong so what i like about her is she's super sympathetic but then when she can do her comeback she can just maul people and um and she's she's got great fire yeah and she's super charismatic like super um you just like her. Mm-hmm. She's very likable. She, that was. Go ahead, uh, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Shad. Uh, no. It, she has. She has like a, a charisma that it's it, it's rare for people to have this. You probably know someone like this in your real life, even, but it's like you just can't cannot be around them and not have like. I I I could say like a good time, but just like they make you smile. Like they're just. They seem very happy. They seem very like they bring you up, and she kind of has that vibe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if she's really like that, but that's like the charisma she oozes. That's why she's like a quintessential babyface. She's yeah. a lot like she's a lot like Ricky Morton in my estimation. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, and and the hell of it is that that Brad and I had both had the same thought of whoever was going to fir- go first was going to pick Willow, like very intentionally. For the exact same reasons, because we both look at Willow and go that that per- she right all those things you guys said. Plus, she's young, so you've got plenty of time to work with. She her. has a lot of that magic and energy that Bailey briefly had. Mm. Mm-hmm. Except, I actually think she's she's got more charisma than Bailey has, and that's saying a lot. Uh. That's probably true. I, I do think that when Bailey was a face back in the day, you know, she did have a lot of charisma and a lot of people like really, really loved her as as face. Um, but, yeah, she might have more. I, yeah, it just you've already said why, Brad. I completely 100 percent agree with you and grump about the fact that you beat me to that pick. So. It's just that if I was going to, if I'm going to start, like, if I'm going to take someone to build around, it's going to be someone young. And yeah. I think you could go a decade and not find man or woman that has her qualities. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, she, looking it up exactly, uh, uh, Death Before Dishonor on July 21st, 2023. That was the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And it was headlined by Willow versus Athena. And mm-hmm. she has uh, a, so what is that? Oh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, and, and going along with that, though, she has the rare quality that I think Daniel Bryan is the only one that's ever pulled off, is she's so charismatic and so sympathetic that you can actually job her and it gets her more over. Mm. Yeah, there there's a few people that are like that. It's like it doesn't matter because they well, I mean it does matter. It it always kind of matters, but you can get away with jobbing them a little bit because they can get it back. Like they're so there's something about them that their charisma or the just the the fan buy-in or their buddy like, Landell and they can just <laughs> annoy you to the point that you could job them every night and they'll just come out the next night and 
piss yeah. people off. off. Yeah. 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 So okay. God, that's take on it. God, it was Buddy all Landell luck of the draw. A, was it, I, I was just thinking about the GWF like a couple days ago and <laughs> how Buddy Landell was like far and away the most entertaining thing on those shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick question: Are we? Are we? Is there like a set where we have to pick a woman or a man, or just like we pick from our? It's just pick from your list, whoever you put in, uh, whoever mm. you're putting priority on. So, okay, well, um, I had two that I had on the high end that were going to be really important for me. Willow was one of them. I'm next on the list, right, Brad? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> That means that my number one pick, uh, someone who's young, who's got all the tools, who's going to be around for a long time and has done great, is means I'm taking MJF. Ah, he was like number one. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. He's just so good. And I, I I couldn't not. You know, it's it's MJF. He has been a god-awful, despicable heel and a great, fun baby face the guy the guy just kind of happens to be really good at this wrestling thing you know he there so it depends upon what corners of the wrestling internet you want to go to oh. because there are some people uh that are super super down on mgf who thinks he sucks as a face they they just want him to lose the title like he they feel he's done like enough of this like they're tired <laughs> of like the mjf adam cole stuff but meanwhile like if you look at the numbers like the mjf like adam cole stuff actually like pops the numbers like they move mm-hmm. and i think he's been doing a smart baby face um turn where he still has elements where he's just like a dick mm-hmm. but his whole like well i'm the people scumbag where it's like i'm still a scumbag i'm still like a what, awful human being mm-hmm. but you know i'm i'm, I'm for the fans because they're cheering me and everything like it's kind of clever uh, yes. it's really good. And, but to the, to the other side, the other pendulum swing of MJF, uh, with the, with wrestling Twitter, wrestling, uh, Reddit, Discord, uh-huh. whatever, it's that people are pro- giving him props that this year, uh, he has been on fire with mm-hmm. like his performances. There are people I know, uh, I know of at least one person who has made the argument that MJF versus Brian Danielson, the Iron Man match. Uh, maybe the best match in the relatively short compared to like WWE or New Japan or whatever. Like, but that may be the best match in AEW history. And I don't know that I would necessarily go that route, but that hour-long Iron Man match is like amazing, and it shows that whatever you think of MJF, like that dude can wrestle. Like he he is top tier. Like he's 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 elevated his game. Like he's good. So that's a great pick. I wish I had. I, that was my number one pick. I'm sorry, Matt, but Brad took my number one pick, so I didn't know what to do. It it makes sense, though, because MGF is like, how old is he? Like 26, 27, something like that? 27, I think. He's a guy that he could be in wrestling easily another like 20 years if he wants to. And mm-hmm. he could be like top level yeah, for another, another 10, decade. 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, another 10, 15 years of that. And he has shown my my take on him and people may disagree and that's fine. He, I think he's obviously he's trying to emulate uh, this career or what have you. But to me, he is the modern day Ric Flair. Like he mm-hmm. is better. I feel as a heel, but right. he can work as a face. 
uh, for times. And he's great on the mic. He's a great worker in the ring. He has amazing charisma. So I think that he is probably the closest we are going to get to Ric Flair, a Ric Flair type. But then look at Ric Flair. Like, I mean, Ric Flair should not be wrestling anymore. No. But Ric Flair is still out there, notable at 70 uh, plus years of age. Yeah. So uh, you're talking about MinJF could potentially have like another like 10, 15, 20 years in the business at like, even like at a high level. Yeah. And MJF is also really smart about what he does because he mm-hmm. either he is either not wrestling all the time or when he does, he's doing a lot of basic offense stuff that is not he he's limiting the tear on his body. He doesn't need to wrestle every week and he doesn't need to do crazy yeah. stuff. This is a guy who in his, you know, his his face run here. And some people like criticize this, but I think it's brilliant. It's like he's gotten over the double clothesline <laughs> and the and the dumb little kangaroo kick. Yes, like yes, yes. some people hate him that because it's like, oh, this is a dumb spot. It's like, yeah, yeah, like the worm and that Scotty yeah. Johnson did is a elbow? dumb spot. The, the people's, people's elbow, elbow is a dumb ridiculously spot. dumb. Five knuckle shuffle. Yeah, people would go absolutely insane for that. Like, oh, who cares if it's dumb? It pops the crowd. Like, and it doesn't hurt anything. But I mean, like, I mean, let's let's, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about that for one second. We're talking about a sport where a vital and key move that everyone does is the Irish whip, which in and of itself is a ridiculous move. Mm-hmm. Part of part of the reason that it's ridiculous is there are a bunch of people who don't do it right. Because the rationale, at least for old school, is you see a lot of old school guys when they do an Irish whip will take you and lean you into the ropes and then whip you off. But there are some people who just kind of have you by the arm and pull you and throw you. It's like, well, the idea is you're supposed to be getting some of that whip motion behind it to push you. But there are, there are a bunch of folks who just don't because they're we're going to the next spot. Yeah, or or the, the, the sport <laughs> where the often considered goat, and I don't mean to pick on flair – but it's just it's just the first one that comes to mind. The guy that literally runs from one turnbuckle to the other on a nightly basis, knowing that he's only ever done something off the top successfully once. Twice. Twice. Because he did it once against Harley Race in that match that we watched, and then he did it once on like Raw or something. You know, you know what I love though is when we watched um, Spring Stampede '99, and he went to do that, and Sting just clotheslined him on the apron because he's like, <laughs> yeah. "No, we're not doing that tonight." Yes. yes. And he just love has this that. look of disdain on his like face, where he's just like, "Really? No. Just, just no." But, yeah, uh, like, I mean, that's what I hate when people bitch about ridiculous news in wrestling. It's like, the Irish whip exists. And I know Shad's justifications are true, but I'm just talking about, like, if you if you break wrestling down to its its most core base, like, it's a cooperative move. Like, the way it's done, like, 99 times out of 100. Like, so, like, let's not talk about ridiculous stuff. You're doing a show that's supposed to be fun to watch. And it's like, oh, this stupid spot is over, and I hate it. It's like, you're mad because people are having fun watching wrestling. That's or, what that breaks down to. Or let's talk about let's talk about other dumb things in wrestling. So, why does a drop kick, if you miss and you fall, why does that hurt? But it doesn't hurt when you hit them. Believe it or not, 
Brian Pillman actually made a good rationale behind that at one point. Because if you leap and do the drop kick and hit it, you're expecting to push off of the other guy and have control on your fall. And if you miss, then you just have jumped in the air and just eat shit when you yeah. land. Yeah, Bill Bill Watts in Mid-South used to say that um, when you hit a drop kick, you landed differently than if you missed. Yes. But, and I mean, the, but yeah, just I'm just but just I, like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just I'm so damn far in the weeds that <laughs> that uh, I, you know, I, I I went looking for those justifications back when I was wrestling so that I would have them in case that yeah. that came up. I just mean like the, the people really have weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, they, they're just looking for something to bitch about. So or like the heart punch. Come on. Oh, that's always been stupid. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, we're going to you for your pick, dude. We were buying you some time there. So I, um, I tried to be fair. You're a little that. quiet, Matt. Can you? Yeah, you got you got a little quiet on us. Uh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. A little better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I tried to be uh, I, I tried to be fair, and we're obviously a, a podcast that really enjoys AEW. I tried to not just be AEW. I tried to basically pick people from all over so my picks if i'm able to make them they're not taken in the draft i did pick i tried to pick from like a few different places but uh you know i tried to do that and i i really tried with wwe but the problem i ran into with wwe is like the guys i would be interested in are so old and broken down that like it's not worth taking them anymore yeah uh we'll see we'll like see. aj styles like five years ago all over aj styles yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like AJ is a guy that I've loved and I think he's done great in, in WWE and elsewhere, but yeah, like if he if his contract ended tomorrow, it's like would you want him to go to AEW? It's like, uh, like he would be a better um he'd be a better pick than obviously someone no offense than like Matt Hardy, but like I, what would he do necessarily? Like I mean, AJ doesn't a, have to do anything yeah. at this point it's i don't know aj I, versus darby allen would be fun i oh, true i still kind of kind of hold out hope for like finn balor aj versus kenny omega but i don't oh, know wow finn, AJ i don't know versus finn, adam cole now he still has it he still has like matchups he could do but i think i think he might i think you could get six months out of him but i don't know after that and he might be a little motivated and especially if he's off a WWF schedule and stuff, he might improve. Oh, yeah, he'd probably be feeling a lot better. All right. But you were saying, Matt, you didn't want to just stick in the one company, but it's kind of easy to get caught on that, right? I probably picked a lot more. I definitely picked a lot more I would, if, for, if I could get them in my draft. But I, I picked a lot more like AEW type people. But um, I think it's it's, it's Serpentine draft, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, so I, I essentially get two picks. So my, I'm actually gonna pick. I'm gonna pick one male, one female. Um, so for my first pick, I'm gonna go with a guy, which again, certain certain corners of of uh, wrestling social media are really backing this guy. He's obviously in a big program right now. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of hype. He's a guy that I think WWE made a, almost a fatal error in getting rid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy that is he's 33 years of age, not as young as MJF, but a guy that you could literally probably get like a decade out of or more. It depends. Like he's having some I trouble think, right now. 
He's having some trouble. Oh, uh, I, injury trouble. I don't know who you're thinking. I'm, I'm going to pick. Um, I've Swar- got a guess, but go oh, ahead. I, I don't want to hear it. Swar Strickland. Oh, yeah, I thought Swar- you were going for Adam Cole. My bad. Thing. I have never historically been that big of an Adam Cole fan, and I'm not. I kind of am not, but I do. I, when Adam Cole initially went to AEW, I was not feeling him, and I think Tony like pushed him to the moon almost. Now, obviously, he, he didn't push him to like the world title, but I thought he pushed him too hard. And I was like already over it. Yeah. Um. But I guess when Adam Cole came back, like from injury, and he's been a face. Like I've I felt it a little more. Like I think. Uh, there's so this is like getting into the weeds of like AEW booking but I feel like clearly the plan was like MJF and Adam Cole are bros and I think what Tony Khan anticipated or wanted was that Adam Cole would turn on MJF um, and you know maybe beat him for the title and you'd have like you know like solidly face MJF versus heel Adam Cole but then Adam Cole was like her, and we're so I'm so wrestling brained. A lot of people are wrestling brained that they're like, is this a work? Is he? But oh, uh, yeah. I think apparently like he's legit hurt and had yeah, he's legit hurt. It's... Supposed to have surgery, so that's got thrown into like disarray. So we've always said, or I've said that the the thing about AEW is that their booking is predictable, which in times past has been like, well, no, that's good because you want them to do this thing. You anticipate that they're going to do this booking decision, and then it gives it to you. Yeah. Uh, Brian Alvarez even said once on like the Wrestling Observer, he's like, AEW is the face promotion because they give you what you want, mm-hmm. and WWE is the heel promotion because they never give you what you want. Like they always like tease it they, that they're going to do this, and then they won't do it. Which is yeah. like, I think that still holds true. Is that like, oh yeah, we love Sammy. Uh no, we can't have Sammy win. Oh, we all right. Well, we have Cody Rhodes. Like, like he's going to finish the story, right? It's like, ah, mm-hmm. no. Mm-mm. So that's like how AEW has kind of been, but I think Tony's made I think Tony's made some like booking errors uh, for some reasons that I think are understandable. Yeah, maybe I mean, other, yeah, others he, not. Some of <clears throat> he's he's good about not making the same mistake twice. Agreed. I think he learns, um, and I I still think he's better than the opposition, better than a lot of people. I mean, Triple but... H has been booking for like six or seven years now and he still makes the same mistake over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again like but, to the point of being predictable that you know he's going to make the same mistakes yeah. but uh my concern and the concern of other people is that you know uh tony my tony Khan may be so hung up on like the njf adam cole thing and one wanting to make it happen that it's like i want to do the storyline it's like yeah, but you don't know how long Adam Cole is going to be out. Like, if he had surgery on his ankle, his ankle's so screwed up, then it could be, like, months. It probably will be yeah. months before oh, he's yeah. back. So what are you going to do? Like, MJF is already, like, approaching, like, a year, a year-long reign or close to it. Yeah, he's working so to it. So there's been a lot of heat. Uh, I guess he, I guess the, the, the direction is MJF versus Jay White. Uh, which is a separate argument. Jay White, I think, has been like him and Bull <laughs> Club Gold uh, have been tremendous. I think in AEW, they've been far, far better than I anticipated. See, my my only complaint there though is if I was gonna put the belt on a BCG member, I would put it on Juice. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't know that I would agree, but I, I kind of understand why you're saying that. He has been incredibly entertaining. I, I honestly think Juice Robinson is an inspiration that doesn't get enough talk in wrestling about how he was a jobber in NXT that people didn't see anything in. And he would have never gone anywhere if he just stayed the course in WWE. And he bet mm-hmm. on himself, left of his own volition, and fucking look at the guy now. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, if you have not seen it, you probably have seen it, but this is back in, not that long ago when uh, when CM Punk was with the company and Collision had started and BCG had like a little feud with him. Uh, did you hear, did you see like the, in the, the Juice Robinson like promo he cut backstage mm. about him, CM Punk? Oh, it's, uh, he's just hilarious. He's like completely unhinged. And he's like yelling and he's like looking at the camera like real up close. And he's like, well, why do you keep wanting to make me go to sleep? I'm fully rested. I've had my eight hours. And it's like, <laughs> yes. it's, it's he's just like insane. And it, it's it's Florida man as a gimmick. Yeah. There are people who who just aren't wrestling fans. It's like you don't understand how like ridiculous this is. But this is like this will pop a wrestling fan. Man, it's like it's so over the top an ordinary yeah. person would be looking at this and be like who the hell is this crazy person but it, in the wrestling context it's like this guy's amazing like push this guy to the moon and <laughs> yeah he's thought, amazing like, this is like the best version of the ass boys too man the, oh, I, the guns I, have found yeah. a way to go from being dad's hangers on and just grown exponentially like their growth and maturing and just picking up and running with everything has been some of the most staggering growth to watch happen like, live. Have, in you, have you ever seen like in the same year, we're talking the same calendar year where a team won the tag titles and everyone was like, Oh God, like I hope this is going to be over soon to then by the end of the year, people being like, Hey, why don't we put the tag titles back on them? They had that yeah. like for that reign. When the Ass Boys won the titles, everyone's like, okay, I guess. And by the time it came around for them to lose them, people were already singing a different tune because of, like, they came up with that entrance. Mm-hmm. Like, just that. And I'm, they were smart enough to steer into the stuff where, you know, the idea is that Danhausen's just goofing on them, and they steered into it, and then they kept into it. I just it's, love yeah. the. When they do like the 360 view and it's really just the three of them and the cardboard cut out of Jay White. <laughs> and Juice Robinson's in the back just going ballistic. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the cardboard cutout uh, has been dubbed Cardblade. Um, yes. And he's become like his own thing. Like it's everything about Bullet Club Gold I think is amazing. Like they – I was unsure like – and people I can feel a certain kind of way about Jay White. Even I was like, well, how's this going to work? Uh, and this is a, he's a guy that it's like he was pretty much used to the transitional champ. But, I mean, he's a guy who has been, like, IWGP champion, like, twice. And yeah, I think he even, like, made event to Wrestle Kingdom one or two times at least. Like, you could argue, like, well, he's he's done a lot. It's like, are they just going to – he's just going to be meandering in the mid-card? Um, but I feel like he's he has made himself, like – really entertaining the, the entire stable is entertaining like they've they've yeah. exceeded my expectations thus far yeah. so but this is what happens when you give a shit about more than three people in the company yeah yeah also you you turn some guys loose 
to come yeah. up with their own stuff and they're having a good time. Well, so. at Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club sadly, like overall, has become like so played out. But they found a way to somehow make it like relevant again. At least in AEW. Are know. they are they Bullet Club Gold or are they Bang Bang Gang now? <laughs> both. They're both. I, huh? I honestly think that uh, they're Bullet Club in name only because they're so like a field of what the Bullet Club ever was. Yeah. Uh, I'm straying. I'm digressing. Uh, I guess the full gear is supposed to be MJF versus Jay White. But people don't want Jay White to win, even though I've seen some people say, like, Jay White should take the title off MJF. Uh, a lot of people want the guy I picked, Swerve Strickland. Um, Swerve is a guy that I think he's – he's he's a guy that if you follow behind-the-scenes stuff and ordinary people who watch the shows won't get this, you got to be like a wrestling nerd like us who know. He's a guy that a year or so ago when WWE and Triple H possibly through like, the – direction of like possibly because of William Regal like William Regal I feel like was maybe the stooge who was doing this but he tried Triple H tried to get a bunch of guys from AEW who had signed with AEW to come back one of them being Swerve Strickland and Swerve Strickland basically was like fuck you like I'm Mm. not doing it didn't Swerve refer them to his lawyer yeah no it wasn't you know actually though they just someone just talked about that and the way they worded it did not sound like it was Regal yeah, because supposedly Regal was was one of the contracts being tampered with, is is some of the the scuttlebutt going around. Because it sounded like it sounded like someone directly from WWE contacted him. Mm. The way the way they worded it, I'd have to go look it up, but it sounded much more direct from WWE instead of like Regal. Um. Like, I think Regal might have done that, but the way they worded it, it wasn't Regal that did that. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, my my cat is having super strong opinions. But my, my favorite thing okay. with Swerve, though, is, like, when you get, like, Fed fans being like, oh, Swerve needs to go back to WWE, and then you just get a random reply from him, and he's like, LOL, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would he come back and be, like, instant at Mick Carter at best? That's what they like, hit they, row. They they literally contacted him last year to go back to hit row. Yeah, no. Why would he, he do that? He bet on himself. He's another one who wasn't bet on he himself. the tag champ when they contacted him too. Possibly, maybe. He literally bet on himself, and he's a guy who is in a high profile feud right now with Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. And there's a push. The the and he beat some Hangman the, too. Yeah. Some of the agenda right now, like the main agenda, is that they want him to be the next AEW champ. And I'm not going to say, like, that's a bad idea. Like, I think he has tremendous upside. He's a fantastic worker. He has a ton of charisma. Mm-hmm. He's still young at 33. This is a guy there, – there are a few guys that I think that Tony Khan – I have no idea, obviously, what the contract situation is with a lot of these guys. But there are certain guys that I feel like if Tony Khan can lock them down or has locked them down for a few years and then when their contract – comes up it's like yeah man like i'll give you an increase i need you to stay i think there are a lot of guys younger guys that he can base a lot of his promotion around and make mm. big big stars and swerve is like right on that cusp and mm-hmm. i still think that it, whether he becomes like in a short amount of time like weeks to months he becomes the aw champion i think that's going to happen for him sooner rather than later like i don't see him being like three, four years from now, and it's like, no, yeah, never became champion. It's like, no, I don't I, think I, he's going to languish, no. I think he is going to become 
main event level and potentially champion within the next like few months. It's just a matter of when. I think that they're building towards that. And I think Tony should be again, I the concern is like he wants to do the MGF Cole thing, but I think that's taken out of his hands in my opinion because if Cole's legit injured, which seems to be, then you can't count on him. You can at least in the short term. You can like, you can veer back into that though because you can give it to Swerve, then you can um you can come back and have like have Cole come back and win the title off of him down the road and then go back yeah. to the story you wanted to tell anyway. That's the thing with mm-hmm. with stuff like that when I think like people like Triple H get too married to their plans and then like like the the carrying cross thing in NXT where he gets hurt and then they immediately go back to him when he comes back back yeah like, yeah like counterproductively like you don't have to do that like you can i you can easily like any story with injury you can get back to where you wanted to go with i i have um i've heard some one person propose and this is i feel it would not be like the worst option i've heard that uh they should have swerve beat mjf for the title and then have hangman page like they run swerve hangman page back because uh, I think they're doing a storyline with Hangman where he like doesn't feel like he you know he really lives up to what he's supposed to, his potential etc. But they could have Swerve beat uh, I'm sorry Hangman beat Swerve for the title and do Hangman with the title times you know second run second reign. That's not the worst option in my opinion. Like I think mm-hmm. Hangman is another guy I think like they should really invest a lot in and he's still young too. Yeah. Um, can I make a quick point? I- I'm sorry. I know we need to progress and we can move on from my pick, but does anyone really believe that MJF is not signed to a longer contract? Because no, he's totally, they, he's totally no, they, 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 did, they did the whole like, oh, the bidding, like the whole kayfabe thing is like the bidding war 2024. I am full, they dropped that and I think his deal was supposed to allegedly run up at in like January 2024, it's like, dude, it's October. Like they haven't yeah, brought that yeah. up. That's remember, remember, happening. remember though, when everyone, like especially Fed fans, are being like, and even like some of the dirt dirt sheets were like, oh my gosh, is FTR gonna sign with WWE this year? And then it's Dax was like, happen. LOL, guys, we've been signed since November, and it was like April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there, there is no MJF got he got a better contract. He came back with a bigger push. He's not going anywhere. He knows full well he could not do what he does working in the highly scripted WWE environment. It would not be a good fit. I think he would. I think he would be pushed as a star in WWE. But I do think that you know he he has more freedom uh, in the AEW. And I mean, I'm sure he gets like paid very well. So. Uh, let me move on. Let me move on. I, I pick Swear because I think he's he has a lot of potential. And but I the think problem he, with he's MJF though and WWE though is mm. is they don't. And it's the thing I talked about with Cody that I was concerned about, like with having Undertaker like totally bury Braun Breaker on oh, that NXT that. show. Like yeah. like people people were like, oh, he got a rub for being in the ring for Undertaker. It's like he got no. choke slammed by an old fucking man, and he is he a got... he is a young buck that should eat like a guy a guy with bad hips that can barely walk it's like braun should eat that guy alive he got buried by a retiree that would be like me walking into a retirement community and getting my ass beat no one's going to take me seriously yeah and like, it's, it's 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 horrible horrible logic it's terrible i don't and, and those are the kind of things they do for the moment but that that chips away at that heat like 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they've already screwed Braun up, but you know that's a yeah, talk for yeah. another day. So Matt, who's your other? Who's your next pick? <clears throat> so my next pick, I actually gonna pick a woman. <clears throat> okay. And you may not agree with this, but I think that she is. I guess maybe. Well, she she's signed to a contract, but I would almost consider her like the number one free agent. Uh oh. I'm there. ready to mark another one off my list. Go for it. Um, and I think that she has tremendous charisma. I think she actually is a she's a good worker, much better worker than people give her credit for. And she may have like Hollywood aspirations, so maybe she's not interested in being like explicitly full time with you. But I think that she's just there's no one out there that really generates the sort of interest that she does. But I actually think that the former Sasha Banks, aka Mercedes Monet, that's my pick. Like I think, yeah. If you were trying to build a promotion, like she would be tops, like she for the female uh, division, like she is a great worker. I feel she has a ton of charisma. She's still young enough that even if she wants to do Hollywood stuff, like she could bounce in back and forth, still be part of storylines, still give you big matches. And does what I appreciate does seem to have like a love for the business. Uh, I think she's amazing. Like I think she's. She was, in my opinion, the biggest female star in WWE. They just never... I agree. She just wasn't a big titty blonde, so they never saw it like that. She still... She... For those, like, fed-minded fans who think, like, oh, it's just a matter of time before, like, she comes back, whatever. It's like, maybe that's true, but I guess literally, like, over the weekend, I think it was, like, uh, New York Comic Con, like, she was doing, like, a signing. Mm -hmm. And I think someone, like, asked her... Or basically intimated to her, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, you had, like, there was these reasons for, like, you not going back to the WWE or you, like, leaving the WWE, whatever. Like, they were, like, it was more, to my, in my assessment, it was more, like, complimentary to the WWE. It's like, yeah, it's just, like, a minor disagreement. And she, like, raked this dude over the coals. Like, she mm. was like, oh, is that what it was? Like, oh, you were there? Like, you know what it's happening? Mm. It was just a disagreement about booking? Like, they she didn't come her... off to me as like, oh, yeah, like, I'm good with, like, the WWE. She might be good with people there, like, Bailey, et cetera. But mm, to me, it seemed like she was like, yeah, I'm not feeling they it. They told her she wasn't a star and lowballed her. <laughs> they yeah. said Charlotte Flair was a bigger star. It's like Charlotte Flair, who is, I think, like, 37, 38, versus uh, Mercedes, who's, like, 30, 31. Um, yeah. And is having Hollywood stuff going on, right? now and yeah. charlotte flair uh, who's been kind of intimating that she wants to have a family which you know is going to take her out for a while you know at 40 like i just like i i think charlotte gets maligned unfairly because honestly it's not her fault it's how they use her yeah i agree with that but like i don't think she's ever been the star that sasha is even going back to nxt like she is, is she is a star and i think she's a she is a a special talent, but I also think they've run her into the ground with the booking. Yeah. It is kind of how they book her. The problem, I think a lot of, well, c- certain fan animosity towards her, which may not be her fault because it's how she's booked. Um, but it's also like, she goes away for like a long, uh, Charlotte goes away for a long time. Then she comes back and it's like, Oh, so-and-so is the title. I'm going for it right now. And it's like, they immediately I mean, put it like a title program. I mean, yeah. some of that's injury though. And I mean, like I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to say this um, more crass than it should be. But like, 
I cannot imagine if I had a tit explode on me, what sort of psychological damage that would do to me and how long I would need like to fucking like recover from that. Yeah. Like, cause she'd missed a lot of time for that. And I have to imagine that is like, that had to be traumatic as hell to go Mm. through. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And I'm not trying to be flipping. It's just like, as a guy, I I don't know how bad that would be. I mean, mean, but there's, leaking into like your body like that is potentially like also like toxic issues yeah. like that so i don't know no i mean i yeah. I, I mean i i couldn't imagine because like i said I'm, I'm a guy but i'm just thinking like i it just like it, that had to have been like just terrible mm-hmm. so i mean like and she's had some injuries but i mean the, i think people have to understand she does go away because she is old like for for a worker like in general and i think she was like a personal trainer so i think she had some mileage on her already going into it, that so this is an aside which i don't want to i don't want to digress too much but i mean i not uh, a while back a few months ago i did uh i did a show on youtube with our friend tim mm-hmm. um and we talked about the like a flare documentary and we i watched it and this is like from like decade plus at least before she got into wrestling mm-hmm. and she definitely struck me as someone who like didn't necessarily care about getting into wrestling it's just that you know, obviously david flair didn't pan out and reed flair unfortunately passed away yeah and so it was almost like she decided like i need to go into wrestling because you know i got to continue the flair legacy the name so she didn't strike me as someone who was like necessarily like this is what i want to do with my life but she did it because she seemed like not disinterested but it's like this wasn't my career like my life path yeah. So I think she's I would actually rate her well in terms of as a worker and what she's accomplished, but you know, maybe this wasn't what she really wanted, and, so and she, maybe that her, plays into her like disappearing for a while. And her training left a lot to be desired as well. Yeah. Yeah, well. So, um I just wanted to go ahead and put out there that you guys have taken both of my top women's picks. <laughs> completely off the board so now i'm gonna have to start digging into my reserves but uh this is gonna rotate over to me now right yes um okay so i have mjf who we've established has all of the tools now i am looking at somebody who i can use as a utility player somebody who is reliable who's got a wide breadth of skills and who can bring some credibility to my new company which means that at this point i'm up between three picks but at this point i'm taking moxley Ooh, good good pick very good because the guy has i mean we've gone on about him before so i'm not going to go too deep but the guy has picked up the pieces when things have fallen apart. The guy works a bunch of different styles. The guy just straight up loves wrestling. Oh my god, he yes. can he can he can brawl, he can he can do technical stuff. He can do whatever and he will just cuz he likes to do it. And you know he's going to be around if he can because he wants to. So what? hey, and and, and uh, here's the thing. He <laughs> commands respect from everybody around him. Why? He's he could have at any point the guy doesn't need for anything. He could have just gone home if he wanted to. But he keeps doing this because he wants to. He goes and works indie shows because he wants to. 
the guy wants to be there doing this. And maybe he's not as young, but he's got enough experience. He's got enough intelligence. He's got enough capability. He can train people. He can carry. He can face, heal, whatever. So there you go. John Moxley. That's a good Moxley pick. Is a, Moxley, that's a great pick. Moxley is a guy that. Look, he's he what it's all elite wrestling. People mm-hmm. like talk about the elite and I'm glad that Tony Khan kept the elite with mm-hmm. AEW, signed them to new contracts. It'd be really bad for I feel like it would almost be some people would like claim it like it'd be fatal. I don't know if that'd be fatal, but it'd be really bad if like the elite effectively was like, Yeah, we're going to WWE. It'd I be think, really bad. I think they could lose the they could lose some of them but not all of them. Like I think if you lost Paige or Omega, like you'd be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um, that said, for a guy that was with AEW since day one, who's not the elite and the all elite wrestling, mm-hmm. Moxley is such a great signing by by Tony Khan, and and Moxley is fully invested because I mean he, I think he what he resigned and he is so committed, and he is a guy that if you follow him and listen to him and everything he is such he's almost like a wrestling nerd and since like how much he's invested in it mm-hmm. and well, it was like i forget what show it was but it was not that long it was like last like week or a couple weeks that he was at like an indie show and he's he's like a big proponent of uh like marina she uh Schiefer, Schiefer, uh, yeah Schiefer, sorry roderick's uh strong's wife he's a big proponent of her but he, it was uh it was there were several AEW talent on the show, but he was like there. I think he may even like. Now I could be speaking out of turn. He, I think he had some hand like booking the show or being, but he was there. Like he was cheering on everyone. It was like insane. Yeah. Uh, he just had a concussion, so he uh, isn't able to wrestle. I think he's recovered or is about to be because he's booked for stuff. But he did commentary on Wrestle Dream, and people like fell in love with his commentary because he was like. Almost like a wrestling fan is doing commentary, but he's like just oh, like, yeah. wowed, wowed at like the Brian and Danielson match and everything. Well, that and he's a dude bunch who, in the square jar, so he loves wrestling. He adds so much to it. Uh, this is a guy that it's like you need this guy in your company, not just because like he's a great worker and he's still at a high level worker. You can be like he's a utility mm-hmm. worker. It's like yeah, he, he is, but he's also a guy that you can slot into the main event, no problem. No one's gonna question it. He still yeah. has. He's still at that level. But beyond that, you need a guy like that on your roster because he inspires everybody. He loves wrestling so much. He can give advice. He can be like telling you like this is this booking makes sense. This doesn't. He could work with younger talent to develop themselves, and he wants to do that because he has no like arrogance about it. He's just like I love wrestling. I want you to become like the best wrestler you possibly can be because I want to see that shit. I'm like a fan. Yeah. He that's a great pick. Like he's I. I w- that he, anyone would be like an idiot to not want him on their roster. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Brad, okay, it's so, up for your second pick. Okay, so I'm going to take uh, Ricky Starks with my second pick. That's a good pick. Um, That's a great pick. He's probably the best prospect out there. I know there's a lot of talk about him signing with WWE, and I. I don't know what I think about that because I feel like he is not their type at all and they would totally mismanage him and like all of that sort of stuff that they do. 
I um, think that Ricky Starks is great, but I don't think that he they he would succeed in WWE for what you said. He's not he doesn't match up to what they too, typically. He's not big enough. No, he's well, I mean, he's it, he's a very muscular guy, and I think right. he was a football player. But he has a very he has a very lean. slight yeah he's lean yeah he's a muscular yeah. lean and they like puffy yeah they like they like bulky and Ricky Starks isn't which suits Ricky Starks great like it's perfect but it, it I just don't think he would be a good fit there no it's I, nothing against him if he wants to go get paid no, he, he'll get the paid thing I guess is he but. should be he should be a good fit there like he. He has all of the qualities they like as a talker. He's a good worker. I think he could do whatever they wanted him to do. But the problem is, is he does not fit their their um, biased opinion of what a wrestler looks like. And I don't think he's a transcendent talent like AJ Styles that can overcome their dog shit. No, I've, I've, I had I had this idea hit me, and I need to double check something. Because what I mean, look is... at Sammy. Look at Sammy. They've totally botched Sammy just because he doesn't look like what okay. they think a wrestler looks like. So okay, I just checked on something, and I I was wrong about the number, but so I won't go with what I was going to go with. I mean, Ricky Starks is thirty three years old. He is he is in his prime. This is a great time. Oh, well, Grab that's... him, use him. He's a good ten years younger yeah. than. Yeah, what they like. He's a little too yeah, young yeah. for them. So... So I think Ricky Starks is an amazing. What was pick. what was that tweet about? How um who was it? Bobby Lashley and who was it facing off with each other? Was it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Shelton. I, I, was no, it like Shelton. they don't they don't no, look Shelton they don't actually fired. look different or that the, one of them does and Bobby doesn't? No, they were no I don't remember who it was, but they but they posted a picture of this from like raw or something and they were like hogan and piper were 43 for age in a cage which yeah. was like several years younger than both of them yeah 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 Sorry, i mean that's who that was now oh well it'll come back to us but ricky Starks. i don't know but looking Ricky. at um looking at like cage match whatever it's i know bobby lashley has recently faced like Rey mysterio on SmackDown, so like those two, it's like I felt raised like they're both. It wasn't uh, Ray. Ray. Was forty-eight. No, it wasn't Ray. Um, because it, it was like a tease, but it was it was totally unexciting. I remember that. Um, I'm scrolling here. I'll go with my next pick though. So for this one, I would advise everyone lock up their fathers because I'm gonna take a uh, Christian. <laughs> Christian has been on fire. No, this is like he's having a career run like right now. This is I think this eclipses the Edge and Christian tag team run because this is it was Bobby Lashley and Carlito. Yes. Um, This like Christian Cage has been having the run of his career. And he has it figured out in such a way that he gets even more heat. He doesn't have to kill himself to do it. And like he put a picture on Twitter. The dude is in he is in better shape now than he was um, in any point in WWE. But he wears that stupid. 
stupid ass turtleneck because it pisses you off to yes. see it. He, I, and he like, specifically has said that, like, I wear this because it, it gets heat. Like, people yes. hate it. I, I have to yes. say, though, um, stupid Nigel killed me, though. And wrestling commentary is never going to get better than Christian Cage has done to turtlenecks what Britney Spears did through, for uh, visible thongs. And <laughs> just like, I like, you're never going to top that. But I have to say, I have to say, like, the the segment with him and Edge hugging each other and him telling Edge to go fuck himself is like all time like all, like that's an all time segment like at least that if if we did angle of the year that would win my angle of the year you you wow. know it had to be coming from the way they built it up because Christian wasn't going to suddenly repent but man just the way they played that was and so they didn't great. overthink it they didn't do too much it was very simple and the announcers didn't talk. Well, that's the other thing I liked about Edge's debut is he did. They didn't talk. Like, yeah, there was. um, oh, What was I just watching? And they pissed me off. I think I was watching the the Roman. <clears throat> the Roman um, L.A. Knight angle and like the. So this is the other thing, like when you're talking about how people think Roman should get an Emmy, like oh, I don't get that's it. Hilarious. I don't get it. Like because every time I watch a segment with him. He just looks around standing like mildly perplexed at everything. Someone no, has um, someone has quipped like community theater. Yeah. yeah. Like, Look, the, and, and here's the thing. You cannot you cannot tell me that that is cinema and worthy of an Emmy or anything, because first of all, wrestling is supposed to be over the top and big and exaggerated. And that's exactly what Roman's doing. This is not something that's going to win an Emmy or anything like that, because Frankly, it's not that good. He is doing basic acting stuff, and on top of that, he's doing it slowly. He's not even like – he's doing it at about half speed. The whole thing where he had to drop the belts and he was supposed to acknowledge Jay or whatever, like it was in molasses. That is not drama. That's boring. And Brock did a lot of that stuff better. Yeah, so – Because Brock you – know, you know, it's still my favorite Brockism is when Keith Lee came out at the Rumble and he's like, oh, big Ooh, boy. Big boy, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember. You could, you just just Brock selling that for him. That was great. Or, but, um, no, don't beat, give me the... Beatboxing Brock when he had the money in the, the bank. And they had yeah. to ruin it because that was too much fun. No, but Yeah, they had to drive it into the ground. But like, um, I think it was that segment because they, I think they were trying to get his catchphrase over, and I'm like, just shut the fuck up, guys. Yeah. Because it's like Michael Cole always has to be like, oh my, and yeah, and Corey Graves has to do the yeah thing, and it's just like, just shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so yeah, yeah, you're 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 100 right. Um, in the interest of time. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes, I did. I I was. But like, that's the thing, like with the AEW announcers, though. And I mean, they they can talk too much at times. But it's one thing when we watch old stuff is like sometimes it takes you by surprise, like especially like if you're watching something with Lance Russell, like Lance Russell just shuts the fuck up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to fill all the air. They can let it breathe. Yeah. Um, so in the interest of time, I'm going to go ahead and grab my next pick. And I came to the conclusion that I need to grab my next pick while the getting's good because you guys are just destroying my women's roster. Um, 
So here for my third pick, I'm going to be picking up uh, Hikaru Shida. Ah, that's a great one. Because Shida is very good. We see her. She works great on TV. Shida is 35, so you will not build around her super long term. But I am convinced that she'll be she works well. She'd be around long enough to do a good job. And I'm also convinced that Shida would also be a great coach to have around once she's done with her in ring stuff, too. So she's. She was definitely on like on my list of, of people to potentially pick. Like she she's great. She's a fantastic worker. Mm-hmm. Um, her English has improved like dramatically. Yeah. Um. So she's she's fantastic. She's someone that you could definitely put. I would almost say like she's utility. It's like you could book her like and she's over. So she you could book her as like the face of your of your uh, division. But mm-hmm. if you want to just cycle her in and out as like champion or at that main event level, you could. Like she's fantastic and people buy into her. Just she can be the ace for the division and it would work great. So, yeah, um, we're not even halfway through. Matt, what's your next? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we need to probably speed it up. Um, all right. I'm going to pick, again, a male and a female. OK, uh, for my two picks for male. I'm going to go with a guy that uh, it's kind of divided. Like some people don't necessarily like agree that he's main event level. I think that he has risen in my opinion, like you could book him in the main event. And I think that down the road, like you'd absolutely should put the title on him, even if it's like a short term, but it's the guy who can work. He is, he, he has buy-in as believable uh, with fans. He works great. He can talk. I think that this year, like some of the, um, some of the feuds he's been in and the promos he's had to, to deliver works, but I'm going to choose, Darby Allen. I think Darby mm. Allen. He is, is an a, underrated talker. He's underrated. I think he, he is. That the the four corners, uh, the four pillars. Sorry, um, four corners. Like that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, the four pillars. Um, like few that was between MGF, Sammy, Jack Perry, and Darby. Uh, that was like a coming out party for him. He was the best. That oh, was yeah. where he, he was really proved to me. It's like, oh my god, this guy can talk. Like, couple that with his charisma. He's a good worker, and just the just his persona, his vibe. Like, I really think like this is a guy that you could believably put as as a main event level talent. You could push as a top guy. He's kind of pushed as like a top guy. But now, I told you what I would have done um, back mm-hmm. when that feud was going on. I would have had him beat MJF a month before the pay per view for the title, and then just. Mm-hmm had him lose it at the pay-per-view just to just to just to keep people on their toes he's a guy that i think um i really do think that he 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 could be pushed that level and i hate to make the comparison like to jeff hardy but he is kind of like jeff hardy but jeff hardy back in the day was like super over yeah and when they put the world title on him it i would i felt like it was like a right call because he was that level of over and he could deliver now, remember, compelling matches to you. Remember that rumble? I think it was the 2008 rumble maybe where it was like him versus Orton and he lost and like the crowd mm-hmm. just died for the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Like it never came back. Darby. I think that you could push that level. So uh, he's Darby's my pick. better than Jeff. Uh, well, certainly right now, but if you no, mean, I mean like historically, even in both of their primes as a, as a pure worker, he's better. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I would agree. Uh, and Darby gets underrated because he actually people don't 
necessarily know this, but he trained, uh, I think, like, collegiate level as, like, a actual, like, you know, quote-unquote real wrestling, like, Greco-Roman type wrestling. Oh, no, if you watch uh, him do, if you, like, this couple, when he does mat work, like, it's insane. Like, he's one of no, the He's best. actually, he's, yeah, he's good. It's because he actually is, like, legit trained into, like, Greco-Roman wrestling. Because I think he even said, like, back in the day, it's like, I, I was such a wrestling nerd, I thought, like, that's what I needed to do. So he did it, and he was actually really, he's really good at it, so. No, like, he's, like, because he's, um, he's really graceful when he does it, but it's, like, he, he understands it, so, like, he, he avoids, like, the shit that, like, Zack Sabre Jr. used to do that, like, pissed me off, but, like, he's Gra- really... Grapple fuck. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I call it. Yeah, that's what yeah. being a being a grapple spot monkey, but I call it grapple fuck. Yeah, I feel yeah. I feel sexy. Virginia has improved, but anyway. No, because um, he does it less. He does it less. Like he yeah. he he. Uh, trying to move on. I'm gonna move on to my uh, serpentine. I'm gonna pick a, a female. Uh, yeah. This is a, I'm gonna pick. It's just me trying to venture off in AEW since we've dominated AEW. Um, I'm gonna pick a stardom wrestler. Uh, I've actually to you guys hyped her up. I think that she's someone who has a ton of charisma. I think <laughs> I actually feel like she's going to sign. It would not surprise me if she signs with WWE or AEW. I think she has crossover appeal. But I'm going to pick Julia. That's a good start. Okay. She, if you've never seen her, uh, she's half Japanese, half Italian. Um, so she has like an exotic look a little bit. I don't know what her English is like. I think I've heard her like talk a little bit in english but it's like you're not like hikarashita level but you she has like so much charisma she's a very attractive woman she's a great worker i think that she i wouldn't compare her necessarily to like mercedes monet who has a ton of charisma but she does have a really like a large amount of charisma and she has been pushed to the top star in stardom i think if she were to be brought into america she would absolutely get over and she could be booked as a top star. I, I would say she needs if WWE gets her, they they need to actually treat her a certain way though, and not mm-hmm. just like put her in the well. You're not Becky or Charlotte, so mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. she I... needs some. She needs some like you, I would protect her heavily, and you need to like treat her like a star from day one. I would personally prefer if she not go to wwe only because uh sari uh they had hired her i think maybe with the anticipation that she was going to be the next like eo eo shirai eo sky um and then they did or kairosane and their grand idea next c was basically to give her a japanese schoolgirl gimmick and she left like either her contract was not renewed or she left uh but she has been this past year like uh, killing it on like the Japanese uh, Joshi indie scene. You see, I would have I would have kept her though. Even if I was gonna keep her in NXT, it's like okay, so here's here's what we're gonna use you as because that she's a good barometer. Where I'd be like, okay, so I'm gonna have you wrestle. You're gonna be like the the final exam for all the female students. So it, they're gonna go on TV with you, and if they have a bad match, they're getting released. If you mm. can drag a good match out of them, like then they have potential. That's that's what I would use her as because you know how I knew Lash Legend would never work out if she had a bad match with her. Mm. That's bad. Mm-hmm. But so uh, yeah, because like that's because she's she's very special. But like that that's what I would use her as if I wasn't going to use her past that. She'd be like, hey, how would you feel about we're going to pay you good and you're just going to be the final exam for everyone that comes through. 
I mean, there are worse places to be. And that, that's a I think it's kind of a compliment to your quality as a worker, too. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're that good and the idea is if, if you're that good and <clears throat> and someone can't measure, you can't drag something good out of them, then it's not a strike against you. Like that's that's high, high praise. Yeah. So, OK, I'm going to do something strange here because if I'm building a promotion and I need I'm building this promotion. I'm looking around. I'm going, I need um, I'm going to need somebody who's going to help me with visibility. I'm going to need somebody who's going to help me get some crossover appeal. I'm going to need somebody who's really good at doing media. Um, this is this is a curveball because you're going to be like, what in the hell are you doing? But and honest to God, I think the guy could have higher heights than he's been getting. This is this is my screwball pick, and I fully admit it. But this is the spot where I'm going to put Xavier Woods. That's mm. a good pick. And my cat agrees. Hmm. So it, the idea is, first of all, we know the guy can go. We've seen him do it for a long time. Second, he has been effortless doing cross media stuff. He it, it has been you know he. he he was on the what um, briefly briefly renewed G4 network, or did that even give him get off the ground? I'm not sure. Uh, it was pretty much DOA because, um, well, it wasn't popular to begin with, and then um, they let some went on their network go on an ill um, conceived okay. rant about things, and then that further killed it. But I mean, it was a dead concept without. She but, takes she takes too much blame for it. It was really stupid, and she turned people off. But it was a dumb concept, and it was never going to work from the start. She just killed it quicker. But in any event, it's a you know we know he's got he's got media crossover ability. We know how easy it is on camera, and we know that you just give him a YouTube show and it draws people in. Like aside from being really good in the ring, like that's that's why I'm picking um, Woods here. Okay. And so. he, he's friends with Nightmage too, so that also. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool. Okay, so my turn. Okay, so yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to. I'm going to go to WWE and I'm going to pluck LA Knight out just because mm, it's a good yeah. act. Um, he's a unique property, and I think um, he's shown that he can get over no matter what you do with him to a big way. And then I'm going to take a, a young um, a young gun for my next one, and I'm going to take Suzu Suzuki. Oh, my, great pick. Yeah. 21 years old and, like, absolutely, like, top-level talent. Okay. So, um, for a, so that'll be my workhorse pick. But L.A. Knight is mostly a great talker. I think he is, like, a unique thing in wrestling right now that um, – Honestly, like if they're teasing this and I know they won't do it, I would have them beat Roman Reigns right now because you 100 percent. I would, too. Um, I don't see it happening at all. I don't uh, either, but which I would. is very unfortunate because, you know, it could undercut L.A. Knight. But he they, they keep giving they keep somehow stumble not through, I think, any booking of, of Triple H, but they keep stumbling into really over baby faces. They did it with Sammy, did it with Cody. Uh, now they have it with LA Knight, and they, I don't think, care. Um, 
I think what happens day, is I think Triple uh, H micromanages less, so it's letting these guys grab the brass ring a little easier. But then Triple H has no ability to deviate from his plan, so these guys keep getting more over than he expected, and then he has to smack them back to reality. And I think well, that's well, Lee, the guy that was basically booked as a heel like 90% of his career only knows how to like make book strong heels so he's not going to have a, a, a strong baby face actually go over even though that's what people want but... well the problem is they don't know where Roman's going to go so like there's going to they're get there I would actually say they're getting to the point of diminishing returns with Roman already. Oh, well, I feel like say they're they far past that. Yeah, like they're, especially, they're way past that. especially like the J match, I think is where it jumped the shark because I think Jimmy turning on him was just dumb. Oh, it was stupid. And I uh, think I have, I've seen people that are not necessarily full drinking the Kool-Aid better like WWE fans who after Cody lost in Mania, which is, you know, way back in April, I've seen those people be like, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with this. Like, Even not... Ryan Satin after the, the yeah. SummerSlam thing was like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it I, I, I can't help but wonder how much of it is just immer- inertia of like, well, I don't want to change things well, now. So, so the, the, I think the problem they have with that, though, is they don't know how it's going to end, which is fine. It's fine if you don't know how you're going to end it. You can't let the audience know that you don't know how you're going to end it. And they've slowly started like that's slowly like people have started to catch on to that. And that's where it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty clear. It's pretty straightforward. Um, That's back to me. And. Now I'm looking at my list. I'm trying to decide who I'm going to pick here. There's a certain fruit-based character that is still on the board. Uh, I know, on my list, but I'm also looking at this going, you know what? I've had a lot of people I really wanted um, get away from me, so I need to to make sure I grab somebody that I think would be really good to have and longevity – which means I'm picking my second lady here, and I'm taking <clears throat> Tony Storm. Oh, that's a good pick. Because yeah. Tony is young, and she has proven that she's got the chops, and that um, you know she can she can go, and she's come up with a great gimmick. And like I, I would have timeless. great faith. Yes. Yeah. Timeless. Yes. Timeless. She had one of them titties. Shut up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. <laughs> the fact that she runs, she beat the hell out of Soraya with the shoe. Oh, oh my God! Like the we've talked about it offline, but like the the sky blue match that she recently had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess a lot of this was the like picture in picture, so it wasn't necessarily on the network. But yeah, the, the, if I was sky, if I was sky blue, I slap got on TV. Yeah, I do yeah. not know how sky blue did not just like compliments to her, like she wasn't just like bursting out laughing she was selling yeah. but when, when tony Storm throws to the outside and looks at the audience and goes like how about a titty slap 
It's like, oh my god. Well, the way she and did then that... she goes, give me them titties. Ah, <laughs> way... like, oh my god. Well, and the other thing, though, the other reason I'm surprised she didn't is because the way she did the titty slap thing, I don't think she, I don't think that was what she originally was going to go for, and she just said, fuck it, I'm going to... Yeah, give me them titties. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Sky Blue knew that was coming, and I think I would just lose my shit. And Sky, grew, Sky Blue also... <laughs> Tony Storm grab her ass in the middle of it too. Well, she so bit without Kira Hogan up. on the ass on collision that week. Yeah. She knows like, what she's doing. Yeah. Tony <laughs> is Tony is having entirely too much fun in what she's doing. She's the best and, character in wrestling right now, like character uh, work wise. again in certain parts of wrestling Twitter that I think takes or, or like wrestling like social media, I guess, because I've I've seen this on Discord too, but People who take themselves a little too seriously or take wrestling too seriously are like, like, oh, I don't know if I like the Tony Storm character. It's like Tony Storm has probably never been as over as she is right now because people absolutely love the gimmick. It's it's equal parts hilarious, and she can back it up because she's a great worker. It's but it's fucking like wrestling, it's fantastic. Like... Like do they like it's do they want it to be like the Jim Cornette Ring of Honor where everyone is just like stone face like half mma or like the shit that where nxt like no one has a character like it's it's wrestling like yeah like we don't want it to be all cartoon but you want a little bit of cartoon in it for god's sakes kane versus the undertaker was the undead western mortician versus his brother that should have died in a fire and came back from hell you and you're going to complain that Tony Storm's gimmick is that she snapped and thinks that she's an old-time Hollywood star. Well, it's just like, but look at the old stuff. I know people always go back to the old stuff, but, like, you don't think Jimmy Valiant wasn't, like, a cartoon character in, like, Jim Crockett promotions? I know Matt doesn't like him, but, Rick Rude made his debut for the Dangerous Alliance as the Phantom of the Ring, doing massively over-the-top dramatics the entire time. And we're going to complain about the... No. Kamala? Kamala. Like, fucking... <laughs> it, it was a fucking idea from Jerry Lawler. And he... Like, Jerry Lawler would do his paint and stuff based on, like, sci- like old pulp novels. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Tony we Storm. Watched, 100%. We watched, we watched an awesome concession stand brawl where they were spraying each other with mustard. And then Lance Storm said, look at that Asian guy. He's all yellow. Oh, God. I'm still traumatized by that. But I mean, like, I don't I don't I don't get what these people that like wrestling is serious business shit. It's just. It's just. Oh, my God. Like they want cinema. God, it can be. But it's like this also is the, the thing that gets over. Like, yeah. You can't you can't have the same thing all the time. We've talked about that. Like yeah. when when you're in hour three of being like at a wrestling show, like I need something different. Like you either need to do weapons or get the funny out because. Yeah, you've yeah. got to do something like even on the show, like one of our favorite segments that we've watched on this show is that stupid uh, TNA match with Scott Steiner and. Josh Matthews or Jeremy Borash and Joseph Park because it was stupid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it was so over true. the top. It, it it was like it was so low concept. It it entered into high concept. Yeah. Like it yeah, was it was entertaining. Much. 
And I still talk about that, like, with, with AEW, like, one of my favorite AEW moments is Matt Hardy chasing Sammy Guevara through a field shooting fireworks oh, yeah. at him. Yep. Uh, one of the most entertaining things, and the ratings even kind of show this, that's going on right now is is the the, the segments between Adam Cole and Roderick Strong and the kingdom. <clears throat> Roderick Strong is going to Roderick oh! – uh, sorry, Adam, yeah. Adam Cole is going to Roderick Strong's house, and he's like out in front, and it's like Adam, Adam, and Adam Cole literally is like, "Roddy, Roddy, I'm I'm here, like I can hear you." It's so dumb, but yes. it's so entertaining. Yeah, because it's, it's... well, the thing about that's best about that is like Roderick, Roderick is howling, and Adam's like, "I'm here, like I'm I can hear you. I'm right here." Yeah, and Roderick Strong goes, oh, <laughs> it's like, it's so dumb, and but it's, it's so entertaining. And Roderick Strong has never been more over in his career than being exactly. a jilted lover. He's yeah. never been more over than right now. Yeah. Next Strong. Wearing boys. his Next stupid strong. neck brace. He, you know what he needs to do is he just needs to start screaming Stella in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matt, who have you got for your next pick? All right. I'm going to try to, we can try to like, uh, bust us out as quick as we can um yeah. again uh because i i serpentine I, i'm gonna pick a man and a woman okay for my man uh again i trying to break away from uh aew a little bit i'm gonna go with a guy who has been a great champion for a long time now but a guy who should be a bigger deal than he is but can't do that because we have roman as the perpetual mm-hmm. world champion but I'm going to go with uh, Gunter, a.k.a. God. Walter. Oh, is he one of your picks, your final pick? Yes, or? he was going to be the final boss for my heavyweight division, but That's you know, a, I got to appreciate it. Walter slash Gunter is a guy who should be booked in the WWE as, like, your main heel, like, yeah. period. But we can't do that because we have to have Roman have a title for like 10,000 days, even like we're like way past the, and he wrestles like five times a year. So like who gives a shit? It's, it's so dumb to me. I just think back to we're like a year and a half into this, but after like WrestleMania 2022, not even this WrestleMania 2022, when, when Roman won everything. Yeah. Rock. We did a podcast talking about that and I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, like yeah. wake me when this whole nonsense is, has stopped and we're a year and a half into it and it hasn't. But one of the bright points is Walter and his reign as intercontinental champion, which it's also dumb because it's also like, who gives a shit? They're, they're trying to be like, Oh, look at this record setting reign. It's like, he's had great matches. I think he's a great worker. He should be the main heel. I'm picking him as my, my guy. Yeah, but he should be bigger than he is, and it, it doesn't matter that he has like this long intercontinental championship reign. And great that he like brought prestige to the title. Eventually, he's gonna lose it. It, it doesn't the matter next, when I, the women's champion just had a long run and Roman's on this bigger long run. Like, it gets drowned yeah. out when you're doing that with like three people at once. Well, that's why I say it's inertia. Know, yeah, I'm not well, changing anything. So you know, it's gonna happen. Eventually, he's gonna lose it. Like, let's say he loses it to you know fucking like Ricochet. It's like Ricochet had the title for like a month and they'll have like, oh, he's going to he got beat by Baron Corbin or it's something stupid. And it's like, well, yeah. this is, he just pissed it all away. So, yeah. yeah, that said, I think Walter is a great worker. He would definitely if I was 
drafting a promotion, I would absolutely have him on my roster and maybe have him as like one of my main heels. I already have Swerve as a heel, so how old yeah, is just, how old is he? Uh, I have to look that up. I think he might be like mid to late thirties. Okay. The gun yeah. thing is still so stupid. Oh, actually, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he is like 80, August 87, so he's 36. Oh, okay. that's, that's not uh, nearly as old as I thought he was. Well, at WWE, that's your... Oh, uh, he's a chicken. spring chicken there. Yeah. You, you could still get a good few years out of him, like high level. Um, I think anyway. it's funny that people try to rip on AEW saying it's the old promotion now, and like they are far younger across the board but, than WWE is. Look... As I've noted many times in the podcast, I've met Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer's a nice guy um, in person. He's very polite. He's very cool to, to meet. But I think he sometimes his opinions are like, I don't know where you're coming from. But he's been kind of like down AEW a little bit lately. Um, and it's not just like oh, the booking. He's complained about like, oh, yeah, like there's there's all the youth of AEW may leave for WWE. And it's like. Uh, like all the people that he named specifically, it's like, yeah, like the, the one guy potentially was Daniel Garcia, which I don't see happening. No. Uh, who's like in his twenties, but otherwise the youngest other guy was Ricky Starks, who's at like 33 and everyone was like beyond like above 33. And meanwhile, in WWE, it's like all these guys are like late thirties or like in the forties. So it's like, come on. Yeah. Um, but progressing, uh, my female pick uh, I'm going to actually pick someone who has spent time in stardom, was an AEW champion. It's out with injury right now, but I'm going to pick Jamie Hayter. I think she, yeah. fantastic worker, uh, got way more over than I thought she would get with uh, the at least the AEW crowd when and she was, was champion. It was very sudden, too. That was the weird part. Her injury or, like, her getting over? No, her getting over. It was like she just, like, like she had that... Um... That all-in match last year, and like just something about that, the crowd got behind her. I think she's someone though that they could, when she returns, like I think they could build upon, like they could, they could capture that match again. I think she's oh, a think, fantastic yeah. worker. Um, I think people, the fact that she already did, I think that they could make it work again. So, and I think she's such a good worker that you could definitely, absolutely build around her uh, as a key player or as a, you know, as a world title. <laughs> Women's World contender, so yeah, that's my pick. Definitely. Looking at her, she's only 28, so she still has like a lot of potentially a lot of years left. Hmm. Well, you've taken another one off my list, Matt. Um, mm, sorry. That's, that's, a, okay. that's I mean, that's that's draft. the nature of this. That's the fun. Yeah. But okay, so I I did not want to. I did not want – hang on it. Okay, I'm going to have to wait because that particular pick is I need to I need to stew on a little bit more. So what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to pick another young face for my women's division, someone who has improved tremendously and will fit the um, – what was it? What Jerry Jarrett said to Bill Watts, you know, what draws in the uh, the young people – Mm-hmm. to see the attractive person and it's not just because she's attractive she is capable she can work but this is somebody who got who went viral on the internet with a clip just because of how good her ass was <laughs> like Scott oh, <laughs> yeah 
is is who I'm going to take here. Not just because of that, but it's it's. I mean, I've got to draw people to watch a show, right? She's, so that's a, she's she's um she's improved a lot. Mm-hmm. I think she's got some things she needs to work on. I don't know if she could ever be like the top star in a division, but I think she's like a cornerstone player that you need. Yeah. So it, I was thinking a lot about who it could be. And, and I, I think people are, I think people are too hard on her because she's had some like failures on TV, but like she's a developing talent and that's going to happen. Yeah. And like, she's far better than Cora Jade who's shown like actually shows less and less like the more time goes on. I was, yeah, I was having the debate on who I would have for this spot because I've got an idea. I, I may do that on the men's side, but I'm, I'm having to ponder on that. But yeah, this is, I'm picking up sky blue because she's work. She's got a big future ahead of her. Uh, and you know, the, wrestling is a very visual business. She's an attractive young woman. Get her on the roster. She, uh, I think she's a great talent. I think she's improved a lot, and I, I do appreciate that she's kind of like one of those like homegrown talents essentially in AEW. I, I think she's a great pick. I, I think I, she has a lot of upside. I loved how um, this has been a couple months now. How all those thirsty white knights were all over um, Twitter, like because someone took a picture of her. Was it, it was a picture on TV? Like who took the picture of her butt? I was supposed like at a house show maybe, but yeah, there, there's a picture of her butt going around and all these like white knights, um, all these thirsty white knights are like clutching their pearls as hard as possible. And then sky blue is like reposting, like retweeting the picture. It's like, Hey, if you like this, like come join my, um, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, she, uh, it's almost like she's starting only fans. Like she, she definitely posts like the cheesecake photos of, uh, you know her butt and everything like that well, yeah just, she's it's just like she's um, a good pick mm-hmm. it's just like the people that do that though it's like well one okay maybe she likes showing off her body but secondly like maybe she's also intelligent in is like uh soaking a bunch of thirsty simps mm-hmm. with you know partially closed pictures of her butt like you know it's like i hate i hate when people get like on their high horse with that and they take like all agency away from women in their fight to like to fight the misogyny it's like but you're you're treating them like children that have no choice yeah yeah it's it's like it's like it's like if i fucking had if i had like fucking like a six-pack and like you know, all that shit. Like, I probably wouldn't wear a shirt as much as I do. Like, I mean, like, come on, people. Like, just... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah. People are different, and some people, you know, don't have a problem with, like, showing the goods <clears throat> off. And some people, like, enjoy doing it. So maybe, like, just get off your high horse about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hey, there, you can... I don't want to be whatever about, but if that was a big concern for somebody in wrestling, there are different, um, there are different attire choices you could make. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like they didn't give her an outfit. She chose her outfit. So, all right, Brad, we're over to you. Okay. So I have, I was trying to remember. So I have two women and three men. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I'm going to go ahead and take Orange Cassidy since he's still sitting there. Yeah. Because um, I think you can do... I mean, you can build a whole promotion around him. You could. I was, I was thinking about it, and I was concerned. Well, then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, wait, he's he's uh, late 30s, so he's still got years in him. And then I kicked myself because I was like, oh, I could have picked Orange Cassidy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, totally. Okay, so that was my last guy. And then I'm going to go ahead and pluck a lady from a promotion we haven't mm. touched yet. And I'm going to go ahead and take a Diona Perrazzo from Impact. Mm. Oh. Because she's actually a cornerstone of that division, and they, they legitimately have the best um, uh, women's division in in the world. I have to say that's not stardom. And they also have the delightful tag team, which name I can't remember right now. Who? What was the name, Matt? It's John For Henry what? and the Impact tag team. It's John Henry and the, the one guy from Japan. Sure. Oh, uh... Oh my God! Is it Jova? Uh, Joya, Joya. Yeah, Joya. That that is delightful, and I that just is. I don't know. It's stupid, but them clapping and shit is funny. Uh, it's oh, hold on one second. So it is Joe Hendry and Yuya Umura. Um, and Yuya like this is like the tail end of his impact because he was on excursion for yeah, he's uh, a young Japan. Boy. Yeah, he's a young boy, but he's coming back to New Japan. Like he he left. Um, but briefly, they they did attack. Joe Hendry did a tag team with with Yuya Yumera, and they the tag team name was it's a obviously support man do of a uh, Joe Hendry and Yuya, so it's Joya. And it was them just like coming out and like almost like a a, a, a choreographed sequenced like. Like they clapping and they were like graphically saying like Joey. It was like it's again, uh, like I said with uh, like the Tony Storm stuff or some of the other stuff they done. It's like this is so dumb, but it goes from like this is dumb, but it's so oddly like endearing and entertaining that you wind up like loving it. And it's it, like only like a wrestling fan would like this stupid shit, but be like this is amazing. Like please show it is, me more. It is endearing. It is endearing. That's the it's word endearing. I was looking for. Mm-hmm. there's not enough endearing stuff in wrestling. Like it just seems like they were a couple of goofballs that like, Hey, this is going to be fun. Like, let's go do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's endearing, but it's like, it's wholesome. Essentially. It's like, it's not trying to having, be anything other than silly and fun. They're having way too much fun doing it too. That's the other thing is when you can tell they're having like a good time with it. Yeah. It makes a difference. That's a good pick. I like uh, I like that. Okay, it's back to me now. Um, I was thinking about who I wanted to take here, and I realized that I, I was pondering on who to use and that sort of stuff. And I think what I'm going to be trying to do is leaning in on having a, a more work ready women's division. And in pondering on who that could be, um, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going back to something Brad told me way back in 2018 when she signed with a different company, said that she thought she, he thought she was the smoothest wrestler in the world, men or women. So uh, Io Shirai is going to go oh. on my for my last women's spot. 
too good for what they're doing with her, even though she's the women's champ. Yeah, so um, she's a great pick. She arguably, uh, you can make the case that she is the best women's wrestler in the world. I think she still has a legitimate argument for that. Yeah. So that was I, – I I was honestly, it was between her or Kyrie Sane for my last spot once I got thinking about it. And um, Kyrie's kind of – I don't I, – I love Kyrie, but she's kind of just a part-timer now, so I think you have to – Well, and she's also – she's also a little older so it's not a knock against Kyrie for being a little older but if i'm building a promotion around you i want to get as much mileage as i can and yeah. so Kyrie, um i agree with brad like she's kind of like a, a part-timer i i don't know if she's still i mean i think she just opened it in the last like couple of years but she opened a gym in like japan i think so it's like she's still wrestling but i i feel like she's kind of like it, it is like a part-time thing. It's like she's got – she already has herself set up for something post-wrestling. Yeah. So I, she allegedly is going to be going back to the WWE imminently, um, so I don't know. But it, she's great, but I, I agree with you. Like Io, uh, Io Shirai, Io Sky, like has a lot of upside. Yeah. Yep. So, Matt, I think we're up for your last two picks. Uh, okay. I'm going to last – my last two picks um, – I gotta go back to AEW for my my mail pick, and I gotta go with Hangman Adam Page. And damn, yeah, All he's right. gonna be a pick for a lot of people, a top pick for people, because he's a guy that is still young. Look how young he is, but he's a guy who has already been champion. They've they've kind of like moved away from him in like the main event scene for different reasons. There's some people who theorize, and it may be true, that this was kind of like and essentially punishment uh, in part because of the CM Punk real-life feuds and stuff. I, he, no, honestly, what uh, it is... There's, there, there's allegations that he was punished for his whole, like, workers rights promo back in the day. I think it's... I, I don't know. I honestly just think it's there. This is what you do when you don't, like, necessarily have, like... They're kind of just keeping him hot for... Yeah. Like, it, it's... I think that what they're doing, because there was complaint about some people being on TV too much, and Hangman had this big run, the build-up to the title, won the title, had what I thought was a really great run with the title, and then dropped it. And so what do they do? Is They're like, okay, you can't miss somebody if he's still there, so they gave him a little break. He had a good he had a good feud with Moxley. They made, a, they made hay out of something, an accident that happened on TV. I, I I don't understand what people's problem with Hangman is, and no, don't you understand? The 15-year veteran is supposed to listen to a guy <sighs> that hasn't been in wrestling for seven years. Yeah, and yeah, let me uh, hang on. I'm making a vigorous jerking off motion right now. I would argue though that Hang that like Page is he did have a I guess at a minimum he's had a couple. He's probably had more than that, but I mean he I know he had the the high-profile feud with Moxley, which uh, he basically was like very fairly presented in that. Uh-huh. Uh, and now he's like in a high-profile feud with Swerve. Like he's a guy that he's uh, looking it up. He's 32. We turn 33 next year, but it's like you again. He's another one of those guys that AEW has. It's like you could plan if you keep him. You mm-hmm. could plan on having him 
for like the next like 10 years operate at a very high level he could be one of your main talents and that's how i would book him like i would give him as main event talent a guy who put the title on at a minimum keep in a high profile feud or the main event for a long time coming and people have again i i really love like people have buy-ins uh with workers like people have buy-in with them like he's a fantastic worker he has the charisma people are invested in him so that's definitely my pick i would I, absolutely push him as one of my top guys i don't know what people are talking about he was in blood and guts he just won the roh six-man titles with uh the bucks like yeah. a month ago yeah he lost to swerve and jay but i mean like that that's more japan style booking like it's not his time so he's gonna beat he's gonna lose to those guys and then when it's his time he's gonna go over them like that's how japan works the problem with AEW, um, and, and you could consider this a good problem to have, but it's uh, it's like the old like expression, embarrassment of riches. It's like there's literally probably a dozen guys, probably even more, but there's a dozen guys in AEW that you could argue it's like this guy should be like the champion. And if you can't obviously have a dozen guys as the champion, but you could argue it's like, one of those guys is the champion. The eleven aren't. Ah, oh, AEW's falling down. Like AEW, ugh, screw it. Screw Tony Khan. He should have pushed these other eleven guys. It's like there's so many guys that you could say because they're not pushed to the absolute top level. That oh man, they're being underutilized, and that's not really true. But it, you kind of get it. It's like Adam Page, I think, is a main event talent. World Championship material was world champion, obviously, but he's that level. So if he's not I'm in the main event scene, you could make it like, oh, underutilized. And, and it is, it is not true. It's like, maybe because he's great, like you could push him for the main event title. But if he's not, I think you're right, Brad. It's like, well, no, it's like, it's not his time right now. It could cycle back around if he's in the main event world champion again. But they're not using him now. And some people I think are impatient. They it, they want like, it's, it's like, like oh, MG, like, MGF should have won the title. Oh, he won the title. I was like, oh, and I'm over MGF. It's, it's the champion. It's, I want someone else. It's the same people that, like, bitch every time, like, they don't blow out six months of storylines in a single card, but then turn around and act like they book, like, they hotshot everything. It's just they, they can't win no matter what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving <laughs> on. My last pick. Uh Picking a female, I'm going to stray away from AEW, WWE. I actually had p- people like on my short list from WWE even. Uh, one of them being Io Shirai, Io Sky. Uh, but I'm going to actually pick from Stardom, AZM, a.k.a. Azumi. That's a good who, pick. Who, she is uh, barely, and I mean days, from reaching 21 and is like a 10-year veteran. I'm not even joking. Like, she's been wrestling since she was, like, 11. Yeah. Yeah, years old. Uh, Former uh, stardom high-speed champion is someone who I think they're kind of uh, grooming, in a sense, to be, like, at the main event level. Maybe, like, a red belt champion, top-level person. Yeah, she's, she's climbing right now. She's climbing. She is a fantastic worker uh we 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 kind of discussed and reviewed the a azm azumi uh starlight kid uh match that she that they had like recently well not recently but in like last like year or so 
uh, it's for the high speed now. Yeah, for the high speed title, like she is a fantastic worker. Um, yeah, she is. She's someone that, and she's so young. But if you, if you were in theory signed her away from stardom, and have her be a face of your division, like you could get so many years out of her, and people would be so invested in her. She's yeah. great. So, that's my final pick. This is my last pick. Do you have a man or woman left for yours? I have a man. guy left, and I know. I think I know what I'm going to do because it was, it was going to be Hangman Page, um, because Hangman Page would, he would, uh, you know, kind of fill the attractive dynamic. He would also. I mean, he's Hangman Page. He's done a great job. You know, it, over and over again. So now I have to shift gears as, as part of the point behind us doing the draft style. And so what I'm going to do is because we've been talking about a lot about having main event talent and stuff like that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to grab somebody who I am actually going to use to I'm going to build the mid card around Um because, you know, have, having a stacked main event's great, but if you don't have other stuff on the show, it's going to get boring. Not only am I going to pick someone who I think is a good wrestler, I think he's going to stand out because he's different. And the guy is also can be really funny, too. Um, connects with, you know, he connects with the crowd. I've watched him connect with the crowd. He's done great. And like I said, he's funny. He's a great interview. Um, I've watched him work, you know, fast paced stuff. And so, you know, I thought Xavier Woods was going to be my oddball pick until the draft got to this point. So here's my real oddball pick because Xavier's my media face for my mid card to build around. That's where I'm going to pick up John Silver. That's a good oh. pick. Oh, interesting. Because, I mean, you can have some funny. You can do some some silly stuff with it, but he's got all the skills. And one word from one promo that he did has stuck in my head ever since he did it, and it makes me smile every time I hear it. And that is quite simply, budge. And, you know, that amuses me every time. So, yeah, there, John Silver. Okay, so my final pick. I'm actually going to go a little out in left field. Matt will probably appreciate this pick. But I don't think it'd be one that anyone would necessarily think of off the top of their head. I'm going to actually take Killer Kelly for my last um, hmm. female. That's a good pick, actually. You know, none we we did we did have kind of a sin here, guys. None of us picked up Nicole Matthews anywhere in our draft. Uh, <laughs> she lost a lot of heat getting banned from the from the but, states. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I didn't help uh no one actually even picked like eddie kingston i didn't i thought age i thought so hard about that i really did eddie kingston was on my short list i i understand his age but yeah i also feel like eddie kingston while you're right it's like he's not as like in his 20s he can get like 10 years i was trying to back too he's 41 yeah and i was looking at it because let's say that you look at Eddie Kingston and you go, well, you know, he's 41. He's not going to be able to wrestle forever. I mean, the guy could hang around as a promo guy. 
whether he's a manager, whether he just doesn't wrestle a lot, or whether – and I would not say you necessarily need to do this, but if you decide to go the authority figure route – you imagine Eddie Kingston as the authority figure on a show and how – God, that would amuse me so much. But I thought about it long and hard, and I just thought if, if I'm trying to build for 10 years down the line, I don't think Eddie's going to be wrestling at 51 I was so tempted, though. Yeah, I, did. I I thought one of you might take him, but I I was trying to stay with like I was trying to stay in like different lanes, and I was trying not to go all AEW too. Yeah, yeah, I deliberately tried to go. I sent yeah. you guys in the in my in the Facebook chat. I sent you my scientific evidence for why I picked Killer Kelly, other than her being a good worker. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it just I looked at it? Is it just a pick for ass? Yeah, yeah it's, basically. It's, yeah, it's it's her recent Instagram picture. Oh. No, but she's a good worker. She's like she's a really good tag worker. She's a good heel. She's really entertaining and impact mm. currently. And so is um, she was in AEW and I can't. Kylan um King. Oh yeah. Name? She's in Impact and she's improved a ton. Yeah, she's one of those ones who uh, was really putting in. Oh, sorry. Uh, she's really like good in, in terms of like working on the indie scene. I think she was in NWA for a bit. Um, she is fantastic. Like she's improved like a ton. There's some like uh, I think she was associated for a while with Thunder Rosa's uh, like Texas-based, San Antonio-based indie promotion, Mission Pro. Uh, amongst other places, but she has put in the work. Like she's, I think she's gone over to Japan. She may have done some Tokyo Joshi Pro stuff. I'm not sure. I had to look back, but I think she did. she's she put in the work. Like, and I appreciate that. And there's there has been a call for some AEW women talent to either work the indies or do excursions in Japan. And not a lot have taken up on that. Some people have. Uh, Sky Blue, I think, does a lot of indie. So that's why I feel like she's yeah. improved a good bit. People like Anna J, I mean, I like her, but she has not. I uh, wouldn't. I, there would, have... I, I think there's good reason for her not to because she's built with graham crackers. So I would <laughs> I would not if I was her. There yeah. are people, though, like um, in AEW, like Abaddon, who I think has been injured for a bit, but she's. She uh, did, um, I think she's not injured now. She did, a, she did one of the companies. I don't think it was one of the big ones. But she just didn't I know she, pan to her. She wanted to do Tokyo Joshua Pro. I don't know that she did because I think she um, she may have visa issues. But I know she is showed interest, and I've seen uh, kind of videos of her like working training. I think she's like working to improve. I know um, Nyla Rose has gone over to Japan. Uh, this person, she's none. Binary, I believe, but Maxine Paler has done a lot of Tokyo Joshi, Joshi Pro stuff. Yeah, and she's and she, I say she. Sorry, my apologies. Um, Max has done uh, NWA stuff uh, before. She, I believe, that Max is the NWA Women's Champion. Might be. I I know uh, they've been doing stuff. Um, I'm not a big Max fan, honestly. I think she. Uh, she i'm sorry i'm so sorry about that but uh max is limited i feel but max has done a ton of like comedic stuff in tokyo joshua pro with uh palm harajuku 
Uh, so I appreciate that. Like, Max, that's Max has a good gimmick and look, like kind of the um, post-apocalyptic, like savage look. I, th- I would is what I would call like what they do. Yeah. Um, but like as a worker, eh, they're okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what they identify as, so I'm keeping it generic. Yeah. yeah. All right. So <clears throat> quick rundown. Everybody's promotion as is follows. Brad has Willow Nightingale, Ricky Starks, Christian Cage, L.A. Knight, Suzuki. I didn't catch the first name. I'm sorry. Suzu. Suzu. I'm sorry. Let me scratch that. Or Suzu Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Orange Cassidy, Deanna Perrazzo, and Killer Kelly. I have MJF, John Moxley, Hikaru Shida, Xavier Woods, Tony Storm, Sky Blue, Io Shirai, and John Silver. And Matt has Swerve Strickland, Mercedes Monet, Darby Allen, uh, Julia... Gunther slash Walter, uh, Jamie Hayter, Hangman Page, and AZM. Hmm. Um, just from running down the list here real quick, um, I think Matt's probably got the – Matt might have the highest overall star power lineup. Um I don't know. It, it's That's – Maybe I'm I'm looking at it wrong, but that's where my head's at at the moment. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I would say I have the lower ceiling proven commodity group. Mm-hmm. Out of this one. And I've got like a kind of a work rate on the women's side and then on the men's side two guys that can do anything one who's a great media presence and one who's a mid-card anchor so yeah you kind of you kind of you kind of you kind of did the equivalent in the nfl of you built your trench you built one of your lines out i think yeah, kind of, kind of going for a, a rounded approach on that. Yeah. Because um, there is a bunch of favorites that I did not pick up. Because I'm like, if I want my new promotion to be successful, um, I'm going with these people for specific reasons. So. Yeah. Well. And I think your philosophy is different if you're actually trying to make money versus. Um... Versus like, oh, I'm taking all my favorites. Like, well, that doesn't work. And it's like, well, I want to take Brian Danielson. Yeah, but you're not going to have Brian Danielson like six years from now unless he's yeah, booking. Yeah, that's that's part of why I did not take Danielson is I looked at it and I'm like, he's almost out the door right now. And that, that's actually a big problem with taking WWE talent. And like, there's guys I like, but like um, AJ Styles is old. Kevin Owens is damaged goods because they have run him through the... The ringer, the so, yep, and like Sammy's the same way, and Sammy has injury issues. Like there's there there's a lot of guys in WWE I like that I would not take for any number of reasons, and a lot of them have to do with age. One of the guys who was on my he was in my consideration was actually Chad Gable, because I was thinking, okay, you've got you've got an Olympic pedigree here, the guy's dynamic in the ring, and he's been showing that he can promo. 
but he did not really like he would be good to have. But if I'm looking at my primaries, he is not he's not fitting a primary role that I need. No, I don't think you could, he would be a good addition to have, but I don't think he's like a building block. Yeah, he's people. not a he's not a a primary guy, at least not right now. Anyway, maybe he could be if things change when he was in alpha academy yeah but then um i can't remember his name got career ending injuries jason jason jordan yeah i think that's right yeah i like them as a team but i don't remember what what his injury was either concussions oh okay yeah yeah it was either concussions or his neck i can't remember which one i was thinking but it was neck it was it was it was above the shoulders we'll put it that much (laughs) <laughs> all right so everybody um what do you think of the uh what do you think of the lineups we came up with what do you think with our of our reasoning on why we picked what we picked we'd love to hear from you on social media um i believe we're going to get into some spoopy stuff here soon so uh you know that'll be on your radar And everybody, thank you for being with us. This is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth, and we'll see you next time.